one. Welcome into the fourth mother box. Happy Sunday. It's October the 22nd. Somehow, somewhere. I don't know. I'm in a different dimension right now because of sleep deprivation, THC, and Kyle's mother. I am Tom Mokery. Thank you for coming into the fourth mother box today. Shut the fuck up. I haven't introduced you yet. You are following us at Fourth Mother Box on Instagram, Facebook, the Fourth Mother Box, TikTok, Four MB or Fourth Mother Box, and YouTube.com slash Fourth Mother Box, where you guys are enjoying my recent, our recent, I should say, our recent video of a little order on Batu, um, Lieutenant Agnon, uh, coming out after that first order announcement. Go check it out, YouTube.com slash. Fourth Mother Box, but I am Tom Mokri. Thank you for joining. Joining me as always, like I may mention, the aforementioned butt of the joke over on Jedi Talk, but he got us yesterday by joining sporadically Mr. Kyle Cosentino. Kyle, how the fuck are you today? I'm doing pretty good, and uh, yeah, I guess I guess I'm going to have to be talking shit to, uh, for the second time this week about you and your, you know, shitty podcast. Um, first off, fuck you. Uh, secondly, have you been booted off of Instagram yet? Because I'm calling for the the Jedi Talk fans to um, to <laughs> report your ass for slander and just overall fake fake news. I think everything you post and like is fake news. You can only get somebody banned if you say something that's not PC, and nobody cares about Jedi Talk. So <laughs> we say lots of things that happen. are not PC. So. <laughs> If you want to get if you want to get someone canceled, you know you, who you have to consult the uh, Mr. Tim Marciano, who infamously got me banned from Facebook <laughs> on my birthday that one year. And uh, speaking of Tim, I want to say once again, your new truck. Next time I see you in your new truck, I'm going to slash your tires and shit on your dashboard. Ooh, Man. that's a that's a poop threat. Yeah, With- I'm gonna I'm gonna. Bob Gacky, your car. It's what we call Chicago mudslide when somebody poops on your dashboard. It's called a Chicago mudslide. Look out, Tim. Do you, do you know the story with Gacky and what he no, did? No, please tell us, though. Oh, my God. So, former member of Scourge, our friend Bob Gacky, decided to pull a prank on a, one of our friends from the neighborhood by the name of Gary. Now, Gary, back in the day, I guess just didn't lock his car and... <laughs> our friend Bob, our friend Bob decided to uh, defecate in a cup. Um, well, actually, I don't know if it was actually his own defecation of, or a dog. I, I think I'm just going to go. Well, knowing him, I think I'm just going to say it was his own, his own um, birth. And he put it in a cup <laughs> and he decided to go in Gary's car and strategically place pieces of this, uh, I guess, brown baby boy in various areas in and around crevices in this car. And uh, I guess from reports of Gary, he was not aware of the fecal matter strategically placed throughout his car. So, yeah. What kind of person does this? That's uh, that's our good friends. So that's again, that's we're, we're the farts and diarrhea podcast. We are speaking. Speaking of farts, I was just thinking about something the other day, you know, like, do you ever notice like how it's perfectly fine to sneeze and cough in public, which is like natural body, you know, functions. But like for some reason you can't you can't belch or you can't fart. <laughs> you know, you're just not allowed. Some people you just, just do, do fart, it. but <laughs> or, or burp. I mean, or do both at the is, same time. 
it is heavily frowned upon to do it's true you know <laughs> both of those and like you know this is a bodily function if you don't let it out like you know it ba- bad things happen again mm. like i'm on a i'm on a quest like wh- when is it allowed to fart i still don't know i still don't know <laughs> You have to be alone in the woods, fifty miles away from civilization, it's true, in order you to do. fart in peace. It's true. And even then, and even then, the squirrels are going to look at you and be like, "Oh my god, that's so rude." Let me ask you this: I have a heartbreaking question that I know the listeners of the Fourth Mother Box and the Farts and Diarrhea podcast (TM), by the way, I'm going to trademark that. Like Deion Sanders is trademarking everything that he says. The guy's weird, passionate, but I don't know. Uh, so ADHD. So um, Kyle, are you a are you a uh, individual? You and your fiance? Who are you? Do you do you fart in front of each other? Are you a farter in a relationship, or are you a hold it in and, and fart on your own time type of person? These are the hard hitting well, questions. I, well, my fiance, she's she's kind of a sick person. And even though like I try to hide it from her, she's always listening for it. So like, she she like tells me stories like I heard you other day the other day in the bathroom. I'm like, what kind of person? listens in when somebody's going to the bathroom what kind of person does that okay so oh my God. yeah that's but no i don't i don't do that around you know family or like you know obviously my fiance i don't intend to do it even though she's listens for it my house has like you know um a pretty good echo to it apparently so even if in you're in the basement and you let one rip you're gonna hear it you know throughout the house Oh my god! You're like you're all the way on the roof somehow, fixing something. Yeah. Like I heard that fart. Yeah, I mean, you must like have lets me know. You mean you must have epic gas? Could she hear it all the way from Poland? You know, sending you a she, text. She can. She can. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm not like feel like I'm a stranger to the gas realm. Like I, my my digestive system just is a, a wreck sometimes. So yeah, I mean, hey, yeah, we're see. Courtney and I were we're like seven years strong. However long we've we've been together since uh, May eighteenth, twenty fifteen. So that's eight years, right? Uh, or no, seven, whatever. No, eight. Yeah. I feel like yes, you guys at Jesus this point, Christ. after having a child, you should just let it rip now. Nope. Like it just not going to do it. Everything is off the table now. You guys just have to like let it rip. It just doesn't matter anymore. Not going to do it. First off, and look, sleep deprivation and THC. Is, is what's providing Tom Oakry his context today. So I might go, I might cross the line here, but it's like when you, when gas is emitted, right. You, you, you're just kind of certain things just don't, don't get done anymore. I don't, I, you know, it's like, it's like, I, I still would like my wife to venture around certain parts of my body and do certain things without having, you know, to just like, like think at the back of my head, like, yeah, I, like on the other side of that, I just tear ass, you know, like, like 20 minutes ago. Like, no, that's, that's something I can do in the comfort of my own office or outside. <laughs> do you think, do you think men are more gassy than women? I feel like men probably are. Right? Uh, a thousand I feel percent. Like yeah. At least they're proud of this about reason. It. For this reason, they should always like your fiance or, or, or whatever, uh, girlfriend, spouse, they should just walk in front of you at all times. Right. So like whenever you, you let it rip, you know, they just, like unless you're in LA, then it just doesn't matter because the whole place <laughs> smells like a, a like a, a booze soaked turd, uh, wrapped in baby diarrhea and cat diarrhea, all intertwined in one. Um, but yeah, everybody should walk in front of you at all times. Yes, 
And here's some relationship advice from the fourth mother box for you singles out there on Tinder and Grinder and and whatever uh, um, apps apps Kyle's mom's on these days. You know, I've I've given her a little time <laughs> with, with my, yeah, I've given her a little time with you know me being a a parent now. Um, so it, it it just means Brad has more time with her anyway. So we're good. Uh, so. Uh, Relationship advice for for the singles out there. If you're looking for first date ideas, if malls still exist or outdoor malls or somewhere a shopping center that you can go maybe have dinner, make sure the like a Bath and Body Works is nearby so you can just like pop in. Women always like to go into Bath and Body Works. If you have to fart, just fart in there. Nobody's going to notice because it smells all fruity and stuff. People like, wow, Bath and Body uh, just isn't producing what it used to be because it smells like fucking rotten gas. Smells like Southwest Airlines. Sounds like farts. Yeah, exactly. Uh, one of the it should f- be like their motto. It's like Southwest Airlines. Flyer-friendly skies and smell our recycled air farts. Yeah. It's like Southwest Airlines, you'll pay less with us, and you won't have to pay for bags, but you have to pay for ass <laughs> in your face, and not the good kind. Southwest Airlines. Um, the funniest yeah. thing that uh, the old show, Border Town, that got canceled after one season um, because it, I think it was too edgy. Um, the father of the show like farted in the hallway and then his daughter walked in and she's like, why does this hallway smell like Southwest Airlines? It's <laughs> 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 so fucking funny. Oh, all right. What the hell? Uh, hell, you, you know, farts and diarrhea podcast here. Kyle jumped uh, and sur- surprised Jedi Talk yesterday and, and said he hated all of the listeners. Um, so we'll eventually get Kyle canceled off of Instagram. But that was fun. Go check it out. But now you're checking us out. And before we get into our core topic of today, there's a few things we want to talk about. We want to talk about Metallica. That's what we do here on Fourth Mother Box. And this is like a collaboration with the other podcast I do every now and again, Master of Metallica Podcast. I'm going to release it on both so- both channels. So what you're hearing is like an amalgamation of Fourth Mother Box and Master because Kyle and I know Metallica very, very, very well. They're our favorite band. And we just like to fucking talk about them. Uh, and then we're talking about, we will respond to what Just Freaking Wrestling, more p- specifically P-Trap and Mike the Amazing Turtle, we'll, we'll respond to them. Kyle's got something cooked up specifically. And then right now I'd like to start off, and Kyle, you've played this. Um, I haven't even sniffed it or touched it. I'm waiting for the Metal Gear Solid uh, remake, I guess, or remaster, whatever we're calling it. But Spider-Man, Spider-Man 2 is out. Let's talk about that. So, is it okay if I maybe spoil the beginning of the game? Oh, sure. Because... Yeah, yeah. Because I don't, I don't foresee myself getting to it, especially with the Metal Gear coming out. I'm going to be spending lots of time with with that remaster, a remake. Whatever well, so go ahead, this... spoil it. Spoiler alert! Look out, people. This game, this game opens in like a really big epic way. You know, so it it kind of starts out where you'll see. Uh, Miles Morales in class and Peter Parker is coming in to teach and Miles excuses himself to go to the bathroom because he receives something in his like app and then he comes back and he's like you know Mr. uh, Parker I need to you know obviously speak to you in the hallway for a second they realize oh Sandman is attacking the city and he's like a giant like his giant sand monster so both of them you know, leave the classroom and, and go fight Sandman. And it's just like, it's super epic, you know, and there's some, the graphics look really, it's got a major update. 
and there's definitely some new gameplay like they have the web wings which is really cool so oh, you can yeah. kind of like gl- you can glide through the city which which is really cool and they have like these wind tunnels you can like uh fly into but you know what i'm noticing is like right away is is this they've definitely taken a lot of time with the story and i'm always a big proponent of like write a good story and this this game is really knocking out of the park uh, with that. I haven't played a lot of it. I mean, I feel like I've played a good, I'm, I think I'm maybe like 15% uh, into it. And I'm just, you know, again, like really impressed with the game. They added the other half of New York and they've added a lot more into it. Like, again, the, the attention to detail is astounding. It's really cool to see different places that, you know, I've been to because Isabel and I went to New York last year and we've seen some of these like uh, major landmarks. So I'm really impressed. I think it's great. I think it's wonderful. Um, you know, I, yeah, I think it's certainly more than an eight out of 10. I fuck you, IGN. Yeah. I mean, so, so you said it opened epically, but it, you really didn't spoil much. Well, yeah, I mean, like, you know, you could kind of, I guess, like, piece that one together. Like, you're fighting Sandman, and you're, like, flying through buildings, and, like, you're trading off between Miles and... Peter? You know, uh, Peter. That's cool. And it's just, like, you know, it's kind of, like, teaching you some of the dynamics of the game during that process. And, it again, it's really... It's really cool. That opening was like probably one of my favorite openings to a video game. So, oh, that's 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 excellent. Hey, um, have people been bashing on Arkham randomly because of this? Have you seen that? I, you know, I haven't seen too much of that. Although I do see like you know articles on IGN or not IGN, but like just random posts on Facebook. Who's like? Who would win, you know, the Bat family or the Spider-Man family? We already know it's the, the Bat family. And if people th- think otherwise, they, they obviously, like, never read a comic book. They don't know what they're talking about. And, yeah, like, I have seen some comparisons to the Arkham universe. And some, of course, Marvel fans following suit will automatically say, Spider-Man is so much better than that game. And, again... You know, it's oh, like ninety percent of that game is is like Batman Arkham's Arkham series dynamics, like gameplay and combat. Like it's one hundred percent, like just Marvel just said, "Oh, we're gonna." Insomniac just said, "Oh, the Arkham games, we're just gonna take most of that and put it into our Spider-Man game," which That's is fine. They did take the which good. is fine. Yeah, it's it's good. I mean, I if you ask me, I've always prefer the Arkham games because. It's fucking Batman. Yeah, yeah, Batman's a better character than Spider-Man. We both like Batman better than Spider-Man. And I love Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah. Spider-Man's like my probably second favorite superhero out of all of all time. But, you know, mm-hmm. it you can't even compare to me. You know, Batman is is, is my guy. So, um, yeah, I would always prefer an, a, a Batman game over a Spider-Man game. But I think I will say this about Spider-Man, the newest one, like... The combat is pretty much so far identical to the previous game. Okay. And pro and which isn't a bad thing. You no. know, it's not a bad thing, but they're not nobody's really reinventing the wheel as far as like gameplay combat. And I don't, I'm not sure if you really can, but you know, to me, like I'll never forget when I first got to play the Arkham game, like Arkham Asylum, 
and got to experience that combat for the first time. Mm-hmm. And that was revolutionary. Like they really changed the game in as far as that combat and they capitalized it when it came to Arkham Knight. So I don't know why they're taking so long to make another Batman game. I'm I'm thinking Suicide Squad is is like on a shelf somewhere and maybe that's a good Ugh. thing. Yeah. But we need another Batman game. So somebody get on that right uh right meow. I think Suicide Squad killed the Justice League. You know, we've seen some like absolutely fantastic things like in the trailer, but then like the gameplay worried a lot of people and they didn't like what that looked like. It, it looked like staunch different from the Arkham games. And while I appreciate some diversity in that because I don't just want like a repeat of an Arkham game, right? Evolve on it, especially with this unique story. But it looked like it just completely jumped the shark. I don't know if you remember that gameplay. It was, it was so long ago. Um, and people were just like, uh-uh, this isn't it. So that's I think that's why they pushed it back. So I think they're just, we're, we're, we're going to get that game. I think they just want to get it right. I think, I think what, one thing that I'll say that Spider-Man does better than the Arkham games, and I will say this, is that the open world is, is oh. there's so much more. Like okay. th- there's a bigger open world. And if they just took that concept and made Gotham like that and really, you know, allowed the use of other, you know, bat stuff is like, as far as like the Batmobile and then even the Batwing, right? Like make use of that. That would be epic, you know? Yep. Um, and the biggest question I have, and that's the last thing I'll say about like Marvel and DC games is like, why aren't we getting a Justice League game or an appropriate Avengers game, like an open world event. Why is nobody making that? That would be such a huge, massive success. Like why is, why is nobody making that? Like I've been saying this for years. I'm not talking fucking Lego. We're real world, open world Avengers and, Mm -hmm. and or DC Mm -hmm. both. We we need both of those. Well, speaking of open world, I can't wait to see what outlaws looks like next year. Um, which I hope it yeah. still comes out next year to see what Star Wars open world looks like. So it looks fantastic thus far. So yeah, um, that'll be excellent. Yes. Yeah, so Kyle will be playing Spider-Man 2 for us and updating along with multiple shows in the future until he gets done. I, I did see the like the hours it took, I think, some of the IGN staff to finish the game. And it seemed kind of on the short the shorthand side, at least shorter than I want, but... I don't know, I guess play at your own pace. I mean, it seemed pretty normal compared to other ones. I've I've seen different responses, but it seems common maybe like 25 to 30 hours. Okay. So, and I don't, I don't think that includes like whatever side stuff is there. I'm sure they have right. a DLC coming even though it's not been announced. So, okay. I don't know. I mean, they they certainly put a lot into the game from what I've seen so far. Right. So, Right. Have you played the Ada Wong one yet? Yeah, I actually played that when I got, uh, you know, back from vacation, and that was actually really cool. You know, okay, it good. actually made me start the campaign of RE4 again. Hell yeah! So good. Those god, I'll just say this last thing is that fuck those goddamn regenerators. <laughs> yeah, they're they they suck extra hard in the RE4 remake, extra hard. Yeah. So, um, but. You know who doesn't suck extra hard? They rock extra hard. Is Metallica and Kyle and I mm-hmm. are yeah. 
are quite enamored with this band. So we just every, you know, now and again, we'd like to talk about Metallica, right? You know, there's, you know, the DC world, the DC universe, extended universe is dying on a vine with Aquaman 2. Um, and somebody, somebody said, I think that James Wan called it like, or somebody called it a buddy comedy film. And I'm just rolled my eyes so hard. I just, I don't want that. Like, I know this is the end of the Snyderverse, but like, don't let it go out like that. Um, Marvel, you know, Loki two is happening right now, but I don't hear many people talking about it all that much. And they're they have the Marvels two coming out, but other than that, really no news. Um, so we decided to talk about Metallica because we're all encompassing here on the fourth mother box, and. You know, you know, lately I've been looking for inspiration, especially as I kind of navigate the maze of self-control with being a new parent and doing new things that I haven't done, wasn't expecting to do. And you, like, look for inspiration, and I always look for inspiration in music. So it always brings me back to Metallica thinking, like, man, how could they, how have this, has this band inspired me over the years? So um, I kind of kicked the, the thought over to Kyle this week and just kind of, hey, let's, let's chat a little bit of how this band inspired us. You know, because we talk about it so much, and, you know, they're not just great musicians, but they mean so much more to the both of us. Like, they've inspired me creatively, Kyle. I don't know about you. They're, they're, they were the, certainly the reason I picked up a guitar. Right. You know, I never would have played guitar if it wasn't for them. I remember I started when I was 14 years old, mm-hmm. and I think the first riff that I ever learned was the I Disappear riff. Nice. You know, that barrel Yep. Do you, um, we were in Vince Burnt's grandma's basement for like a party and like I Disappear had just dropped not that long ago and like you, me, Kurt Knightsky and possibly somebody else picked up like brooms or like drumsticks and were like air, like air guitaring to that song. <laughs> Do you remember that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I remember being in that basement. We were in that basement Was that the Was that the infamous night with Mike eating chocolate cake off... His geo. It actually might shield? have been. It actually might have been. Hmm. This was like what two thousand, two thousand one, something like that. So we were fifteen, fifteen, sixteen, something. I don't know. Mike was eating cake off of geos. So yeah, that lines up. That tracks. Mike. Mike's a little bit older. So the I disappear riff, and that by extension, I know when when Kyle was ki- you know kicking around, just like hey, you want to start a band here thing and. Uh, they were in uh, pe- people were in need of a bass player. I, you know, I guess the, what the beginning of Scourge was, or Scourge of God, whatever you want to call that, was in need of a bass player. That's how I picked it up. So, you know, and the first bass line I ever learned, which was Metallica's, and the first one in general was Devil's Dance, because that's such a cool fucking riff. I'm very evil. So, um, so yeah, I mean they've they've continued to inspire us. You know, you can hear it through the scourge music that Kyle, myself, Tim and, and Brian and, uh, now Brad will, will make and will continue to make. And just like a song that Brad and I wrote recently that hopefully that, you know, we'll get Kyle's solo on it and Tim involved. If we can ever record shit one day, it was very heavily 72 seasons, you know, inspired, you know, we, we, we talked a little bit about this on Jedi talk yesterday. I want to expand this more. It's like Metallica's like so inspiring because they can continue to evolve themselves, right? And that's how they inspire me. 
by the seeing the evolution of the band as a whole and just these four individuals collectively. You know, like Rob is now the veteran bass player in this band. And that's crazy to think. But he's put in over 20 years. It was more than Cliff and there was more than Jason, you know. Um, so Rob is like, I don't care what you say, he's kind of like the definitive bass player for Metallica right now. But like these th- these these four guys, watching them just mature and older and, you know, Lars is like such a different guy than he was in like the early 2000s. Like now he's so different laid back. He's like, I think, I don't think people look down on him anymore. I remember people hated him hard for the Napster thing. To really get on to talk more about the inspire and how they inspire us in life, it's just like when you're in a rut and you're stuck and you're just kind of looking at how I can grow out of this situation, you turn to Metallica to either A, to see what they've done, um, to say like, okay, I can kind of make connections there and, and, and go from there, or, or two, um, you know, just go to their music. And, I, and I've said how 72 Seasons has helped me grow a bunch this year. So they've definitely impacted my life, Kyle, I'm, and I'm sure they have yours in that aspect. Yeah, absolutely. In so many ways. And I think we've talked about this, but, you know, like I couldn't imagine my life without that inspiration, you know, their music and that just following them throughout, like for fuck, like almost 30 years. Almost 30 years is right. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's we're pretty crazy to, to think about. It is that we've that at least, you know, it's, it's cool to think that we've you know, been around for at least more than half of Metallica's career and been super fans for at least half of it or more than half of it. Um, hopefully they've got multiple years left in them, you know. Um, they're still in their early 60s, so, but they play heavy, fast music, and I don't, you know, I want Metallica to ride off in the sunset like Indiana Jones, right? That's how I want to see them retire because it's going to happen. I hate to fucking admit it. Yeah, it's it's a shame. I mean, I I feel like thirty years is, I mean, if we got thirty years out of this band, more, I'd be pretty, I'd be pretty happy with that. I, you know, it's like more than people in the Beatles got, or Led Zeppelin for that matter. That's true. Queen, right? Jimi Hendrix, so, less. Yeah, you're right. Some of these amazing, amazing musicians of the past and and bands just had such a short lived experience, but. We really got the most out of this band. We've seen them in multiple concerts. We've seen them in movies, documentaries, mm-hmm. like, you know, played played their music ourselves. He almost died crashing into a car rail. Sure fucking did. You know, uh, on the way home from one of their concerts. So, like, we've really, you know, and even, you know, even more so just, like, being in the concerts and Tom being in the music videos and like, you know, th- so we've certainly lived that experience to as much as possible, which I can always just look back with gratitude. How are you able to, like, I can sense it in your voice that you're, like, ready to give it up because I'm not. It's like, I-, I can't. If, like, tomorrow Metallica said we're ready to hang it up, I'll be like, nope, I, f- I feel like I'm missing something from you guys. No, I wouldn't say that. I would say, okay. like, you know, I-, I just think about them as human beings and, like, this lifestyle that they live, you know, I think sure. probably most musicians would talk about it as I was actually just listening to Corey Taylor talk about his lifestyle as a musician. And, and he was saying that people think that it's, you know, glamorous all the time, but sometimes they don't even have time to eat or sleep, you know, and it's like, sometimes they're up for 24 hours straight and going from shows to shows, traveling all over the country. Now, maybe Metallica has it different because they're Metallica, but you know, even just traveling in general, like, is 
is a lot, mm-hmm. right? They have a different if you now. Do it, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they do it with more luxury, which is which is probably helping keeping them alive. Correct. But, but just being away from your family is like, you know, like my parents are retired and they're about the same age. And just thinking like, you know, my mom would or dad probably wouldn't survive a trip to Europe walking around and doing all that stuff. So, mm. um. Yeah, I would just wonder like what that's that's like. So I think of it that way, you know. Like I, I'm, I'm happy and grateful. I, I want them to go as long as they can. But if they gave it up tomorrow, certainly that would be a, a major milestone for us. But uh, sure, yeah, yeah, it would be. But uh, and I was selfishly saying that, right? As human beings, if it's time they got to go, do more, right? Like you know, you know, and I, I've I've always felt like that, especially when James had be- dealt with his you know demons and. Lars needed some time, you know, back in the mid to early 2000s. And, you know, the band went through it in the early 2000s. So, like, you, you just sit back and you're a fan and you, you wish the best. And, you know, the best outcome will always come of that. But if they did hang it up, I'd just be like, all right, you know, it is what it is. I would get that. But still right now, selfishly, it's like, no. And and, and maybe I'm just, like, searching a dragon, right? Like, I'm searching Cthulhu because I just don't want to admit, you know, that they might hang it up are they rather they will hang it up one day right it's just like kind of expecting that and thinking about that but that's something we can't control but we but what we can't control is uh i don't know talking about um we also wanted to discuss just like our our, our top five the, between the two of us our top five current favorite metallica songs um kyle was it hard for you to put your list together Oh, 100%. If you asked me to do this tomorrow, these songs would be changed. Correct. That is correct. Um, all right. I'll let you go. Uh, why don't you just give your list five through one and feel like talking about them as you, and then I'll give mine five through one. I'll start with five. Uh, five is Unforgiven, the first one off the Black Album. Now, people rag on the Black Album, and I just actually saw an article yesterday where uh, Bruce Dickinson from... Iron Maiden was complimenting the Black Album as one of the best, you know, hard rock albums ever made, and, yep. and rightfully so. And then I see people with a laugh emoji under it. Like, oh my God. You know, even if you don't like the band, even though, like, you don't like Metallica, you cannot deny. And if you're trying to deny it, look at the numbers, okay? Mm-hmm. Megadeth puts out a new album, it still outsells <laughs> a Megadeth album, right? And even a lot of people's albums. Because it's a fucking black album, okay? It's one of the most critically acclaimed hard rock metal albums of all time. You cannot even have that discount, that conversation about best hard rock metal uh, albums of all time and not include this album. Correct. Okay, so... Well you know, said, sir. Just, just one of those things where it's like something really popular and then there's just some like dipshit dickhead living in his parents' basement saying, well, it's not that great because of this reason, that reason. Like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> um, anyway, Unforgiven. This right. is a perfect song, in my opinion. You know, it's it's a bit of a change from what we've heard from them in the past. Um, it's more slow and melodic, and the solo knocks it out of the park. Oh, yeah. Right? The lyrics as well, and everything about this song. It's, it's one of Kirk Hammett's best solos by far. So, yeah, I can't say enough about it. So, number five, Unforgiven. Number mm-hmm. four. Halo on fire. Oh, 
Look at that. And I, I almost didn't want to include this on the list because Tom was in the video <laughs> and that just ruins it for me. But it, it, I'm going to include video, it. Though. Yeah. Because the middle part. Oh, you know, my God. Yeah. Hello, darkness, say goodbye. And that that middle part is probably the most Metallica of all Metallica parts of all time. Like, it just, it's everything that it needs to be and more. And that, that, I could listen to that on repeat, you know, a million times. A thousand percent. Uh, it just get goosebumps, you know, just, just thinking about the middle part of that song. Yeah. I remember, I remember after you, you were in the video mm-hmm. and we had not heard this song or the album at this point, you came back and we were talking at like three in the morning and yep. you were telling me about, about this song and you specifically mentioned that part and you were saying you were trying to remember the lyrics of everything. Yep. But I knew right away that, you know, this would be something that would stick out to me 100% and it absolutely delivered. I got, I had the absolute lucky opportunity to hear that song four times before it released. And then, um, Oh, <laughs> God, I can't even imagine what you must have felt in that moment. And yeah, and 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 Courtney, um, that was funny. She so she, I'm using her Spotify right now. So I was playing Hey on Fire" in the background, and then she just tried to put on white noise for, for um, um, Lily, Lily, yeah. And so we might not be able to use music. That's okay. Um, anyway, so yeah, I I, I remember being able to hear that song four times, and then, like Kyle's right, like I I remember trying to tell him it was like three four in the morning in San Francisco airport, and it's like, dude, this is a special song, so good shit. Number three, and this came to me as I was thinking about it, and and maybe this might be different, but uh, the unnamed feeling, uh, the Hell unnamed yes. feeling off of St. Anger, probably Metallica's most controversial efforts to date. That, and yeah, it, I'm, that I'm, isn't Lulu. I'm, yeah, well, that's not even Metallica on Lulu. So that's true. I'm not even going to go into the controversy and how I think people should shut the fuck up because we've heard it for a long time. So just let it die already, okay? So the unnamed feeling because this song perfectly encapsulates what it means to go through something, something really difficult. You hear it in the lyrics, uh, you know, you hear it in James's voice, mm-hmm. and the music video really exemplified that too at the time. And I think it's like, again, I, I remember listening to this when I was in college and, and kind of going through something, and I'll never forget how much it resonated. Yes. And so that's why I would really put this on there, you know, is is a strong, one of their strongest pieces. Oh, yeah, this is like... I, this wasn't on my list, but like if we we're if you were to sit me down and say, "Tom, pick your ten definitive favorite Metallica songs," this would be on it for me. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, would be good pick. Now, I fought with the number one and number two, and so I'm just gonna say the number two is Master of Puppets. Ooh, and I don't even think I need to explain why. <laughs> like, I'm just gonna say I don't need to explain why. Because that's a master of fucking puppets. It's true. Greatest metal songs ever written. Mm-hmm. And here I am explaining it. But if you you've <laughs> if you've heard if you've listened to this song, you know why. Yes. Okay. Or if you watch Stranger Num- Things, and now I'm a Metallica fan. But yeah. All right. What's your number one? Now I'm now I'm wondering. Well, I actually I'll say like Stranger Things is probably one of the few things that Netflix have done right, and and especially that scene. 
where he plays Master of Puppets. Mm-hmm. Epic. Fucking epic. Like, who thought that would come? I remember listening to that, like, oh my god. Like, I had the biggest Metallica boner of all time. Like, perfectly <laughs> placed, boner. right? Yeah. Number one is... Actually, guess my number one. Can you guess my number one? Give me the album. No. <laughs> all right. Um... Shit, it might be my any number guess, one. Is it all, any can guess? Any guess will be a good. Can I ask? Will be a good guess. Is it? Is it off of seventy two seasons? No. Oh, all right then. Um, you're number. Uh, Jesus Christ! I'm just gonna random guess the Outlaw Torn. I would say that would be an honorable mention because okay. that's a great. It's Love like it. such an existential. Masterpiece. Abstract song. Masterpiece, yeah. Especially but when you no. put the orchestra with it. Oh, that song is yeah. perfect. I-, I listened to the shit out of that when that yeah. came out. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. So I will say Fade to Black. Oh, duh. Fade to Black. And not so much for the original cut of it, but when they play it now, I remember that this was the last song that they played together with Jason Newstead live, right? I remember this is where he he talked about this in particular. This is where his career in Metallica, in Metallica, that is. Now, the last time he played with him, of course. Mm -hmm. But, um, and I picked this song because it is, it's perfect. It's melodic. The solo is epic. Its lyrics are dark and depressing. But, you know, even a little bit uplifting as well. And the ending is just like laying it all on the table. Mm-hmm. And so it, it's always one that will stay with me forever, you know, is, is it one of their greatest efforts to date. So it's, it was, the, I remember this song, that's Fade to Black was the first time Metallica made me emotional live that when I saw them for the first time. It was Fade to Black yeah. that got me. So I'm with you, just man. Just the, the solo part with Lars's double bass at the end, you know, is so perfect. Like it's it's, you get it all in the feels for mm-hmm. sure. So epic, right there with you. Yeah, great list, great list. If, so if Metallica played a last song, that would be it. Ooh, Metallica's last song is going to be "Seek and Destroy." Last song they ever play will be "Seek and Destroy." I could see "Fade to Black" though. Yeah, because it's sure. I mean that that would be Damn. that would be it, but I just see Metallica going out, like the beach balls are dropping, everybody screaming "Seek and Destroy." It's one of their first Actually, songs. You're right. Yeah, you're right. I, I could see it maybe ending in a more of a positive note. Yeah. Uh, good list, really good list. Uh, we don't have any crossover. That's because Metallica has such a ginormous log of music. So. Um, ooh, let's see here. I won't be able to play all the songs because Courtney's using the Spotify but on my Android, but that's fine. Um, so my number five. This song always, it, 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 it would like do cycles with my favorite and then I'll cycle it with another song. But the, the stepson of the new songs that came off of the first S&M, but Human or Minus Human, whatever it's called, I... Cannot get enough of the dun, 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 that that just opening heavy doomy riff, and I think 
because it reminds me a little bit of 72 seasons. Like it could be on 72 seasons. I think that's what brought me back because I've been listening to shit out of that. It brought me back to listening to this song more. So I would mm-hmm. say, I would say human, I, you know, obviously a lot of people don't like, obviously no leaf clover was the big one that came off of S and M, but a lot of people forget. They also released a second single. Um, I don't know if I like it better than no leaf clover, but it still fucking slaps. So I would check it out. It's, it, it's like the perfect, it's like the perfect, if if you were to be like a wrestler or like a backyard wrestler, it's like a perfect wrestling theme song with like the orchestra open and then the boom, the heavy riff. That's where you come out. Absolutely. Love that fucking song. Uh, number four, um, I, I, I think uh, this, I always go back and forth on my favorite song off of Death Magnetic, but number four, The Judas Kiss right now. Um, Ooh. I, remember, I remember the first time, yeah, the first time we heard this riff, Kyle, you and I were together and we heard the dan, 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 and it was after Bonnaroo, and they released the name of Death Magnetic, like, the day after we saw them and almost died, and um, I, like, downloaded the MP3 on my phone, and, like, how they announced it was, like, just releasing, like, the just that riff, They're like, all right, the, the new album's called Death Magnetic, and then they, they, they released the beginning of Judas Kiss, and we were all, like, freaking out. And I was so happy to hear the rest of the song, but because like that like pre-chorus, like the before the bow down, which is a a fantastic chorus, like the pre-chorus, like the so what now where go I part. It's it's like the way James hit, hit you know hits those notes, what what the band's doing during that. It's it just always hits and great solo. Uh, I love that fucking solo on on the Judas Kiss. So Death Magnetic, so- I think, is an underrated album from Metallica. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's definitely my favorite of the past three that were released, and that's a very, such an Injustice for All riff, like, mm-hmm. cut straight from Injustice for All. It was. I love it, and I'm glad that they put it together. My number three right now, the song Injustice for All. I love long Metallica songs, like in Amarada, Beautiful, Injustice for All, one of them, has my favorite Favorite, favorite, favorite ever drum beat that Lars has ever played and written. Like, like that is awesome. And the way they build up into the rift, it's just, it couldn't be any better. It, it, it makes that song, when I think of Injustice for All, like I always get excited to hear that that bit and that piece leading up to it. And then the t- you come back to the tail end of the song, like the outro, like the harmonization done but you know between the guitars, it's such a perfect song on such a staple of a an album from Metallica. Like that's how you fucking follow up Master of Puppets with Injustice for All. You know, unfortunately they had where well, you know the bass is turned down and, and Jason was kinda the redheaded stepchild there, but um still doesn't negate the fact that Injustice for All kicked so much ass and the song is badass. Hell yeah. Um, my number two. Um my favorite instrumental, always my favorite instrumental. And I think because they've been playing it live more often, like cause I, I'm listening to the shows just when I'm in the gym. It's it's a good change-up. But Orion, um, that song just uh, gets you in the feels every single time you listen to it, and there's no words in it. It's just music that you can connect to. It's my favorite instrumental by far. And um, it showcases like Cliff Burton, like the best things that he can do. There's a lot of bass in that. There's a lot of wah in that. Uh, just a 
you know, I think Orion shows you early on in Metallica's career, like what what they're what they're really capable of. You know, especially so young too, and putting together a song that will stand the test of time, an album that'll stand the test of time. Kyle already talked enough. We don't need to defend Master of Puppets or talk about it, but I will tell you, if you haven't heard Orion, get your ass over and listen to Metallica's greatest instrumental. But my number one lately um, is off of 72 Seasons. Um, I've just been listening to the hell out of that album still. I love it. Um, And my number one is You Must Burn. Um, Especially as I, like, learned the meaning of the song and like James would even say now that they're playing live, he's like, the song is about the internet and the song's like smile as it burns to the ground. The perfect don't want you around. It's like kind of getting like canceled because you have a different opinion or different view on something that the mass majority does. And boy, does this song hit so well right now in the world. And I think everybody could relate to it to an aspect or to a point because we see this shit happen all the time. People just getting pushed out of our circle because they don't think the same way. But we should celebrate our differences and have some critical thinking. And this has the the best fucking riff, uh, the the best riff on the whole album, like the middle of the song, like right here. I'm playing it now. Kyle, it's gonna be silent for a second. such an angry meanie face riff i fucking love that so doomy god damn but uh, I, I could talk about 72 seasons forever kyle and i have but you must burn is my number one favorite song right now yeah the, the lyrics really hit hard for today you know they do they really I mean, fucking people do people are really embraced in in uh the hive mind mentality they right? are Ugh. it's so like the tribalism and it's I mean, I get it, but I mean, damn. Yeah. People just like hate, love to just hate so much others who don't think the same way. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's, it's just like this. It's like hate has grown over the last. There's the, there's like a wild. Con, I don't even know if this is a conspiracy theory, but just people, this myth of life that, or maybe not myth, but the a belief of life that. I'm gonna go way off the deep end here. Um. That go ahead. That that creatures exist who have may have imprisoned our race, or maybe somehow aided to the creation of human beings, um, are feeding off of like our negative energy, and like when we die, they catch our souls and basically send us back to do it again. Because the more negative negativity that we spread, and the more hate that we, and more energy, the more hateful energy that we spread, negativity like the stronger they get and that they feed on that because they're, they're they're we're talking about interdimensional beings is, is how far this theory takes it so so maybe that's why everybody loves to hate kyle maybe the aliens that's maybe it's not far from scientology well then there you go maybe i maybe i read the scientology like theory of creation well yeah well that would be um if that was true Let's hope that it's not. Yeah, that'd be my uh, fucking. That would be. I mean, it's probably good that we don't know that that that's true, right? Imagine if we did. If we knew absolute certainty, the aliens came down and say, "Hey, listen, guys, uh, this is the way it really is." And I hope uh, to be alive to see do... that. 
you can't do anything about it, and you're just going to keep doing it. So, yeah. I mean, I think that the Middle East would, like, implode, (laughs) you know? Topical, Kyle. (laughs) Whoops. I'm sorry. Are we talking politics? No, not that one. I'm not touching that one. We're we're canceled. Yeah, just because you said that. Thanks a lot, Cosentino. Um, Yeah, well, it was going to happen at some point. Yeah, man. I was telling Courtney the other day, I want to go to Colorado when Lily gets a little old enough. And since shrooms are legal there, just, you know, take a micro dose of it and just like try to see if life can make more sense to me. And I was like, I just want to f- like, because everybody talks about this greater purpose after they do shrooms and being able to feel things and sense different things. And I'm like, and she, she, she keeps telling me, she's like, it might be worse than that. And I said, I know, but I want to take that chance. So I can come back you know, on the fourth mother box and talk about aliens more. Well, let me just say my comment was not anti-PC. I'm just saying the individuals oh, yeah. in that in that country are very passionate about their beliefs, and there's nothing. It was really say that that's their thing. Okay, so I'm not going to say that's right or wrong or whatever, but just saying, right? Maybe Christians would explode oh, too. Right? Christians Everybody would absolutely. Really, yes, would explode. The ones who especially believe that Adam and Eve and and that like look, of course, yes, all of it could have happened. But like, if you're saying that like Adam and Eve were like the first two, and the snake and the apple, it's just it's 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 just hard for me. I, I, I'm not bashing it. It's just the yes, Kyle. Those people would really religious type who believe it to the literal book. I think would have a tough time with that. And and kind of to piggyback off of your comment, it's like psychedelics is actually a movement. And it's it's an interesting one because I've listened to a guy uh, talk about it, a specialist who does it, and it's very interesting. Although I think they're going to get continually stamped out by big pharma because they can't. Big pharma has the money; they run the drug trials themselves. They like are connected with the hospitals and the research schools. So I I don't know how far psychedelics will come. And uh, yeah, maybe we're getting a conspiracy land. I don't care. It's probably true. I probably, I probably bet most people would wouldn't balk at that either. No. Yeah. But um, you know, as a as a practitioner in the arts of mental health and and still on therapy.couch.com. And as a person who I, takes drugs. As a person who takes drugs, no, I don't take any drugs. Oh, I'm. But I'm doing it right now. But I have a prescription but, uh, for it. Go uh, on. No, I just I would just think like. You only live once, and I get there's always money to be made, quote-unquote. But, like, if you could make a person's life better in some way, like, why wouldn't you want to do that? You know, there's got to be, like, some good people, good companies out there that are legitimately out there to help people instead of, like, keeping them addicted to something or, you know, dependent on something for their entire life. So that's all. That's what I'll say about that. Okay. And I would agree. Um, but you know, there's some things that I didn't agree with lately from our friends, Kyle, and I use that term loosely over at Just Freaking Wrestling Podcast, Chicagoland's top podcast for independent wrestling, so I've heard, probably because we started talking about how awful P-Trap and the Amazing Turtle are, and yes, Travis, I did hear, I don't have an issue with you, Tom over here. Because I know what it's like for you to have to deal with the likes of P-Trap and Primetime Panda over there. I sympathize with you. I understand. So for those who understand, I extend my hand to quote Dream Theater. 
But Kyle and I need to address the snapping turtle in the room. So Kyle, I don't know if you'd like to take off from here on the abhorrent, just flat-out oppressionist-type behavior from the amazing turtle and middle Indiana's favorite son, P-Trap. Go ahead. I'm just disgusted. I, I still don't know who P Trip is and I don't care. He's just so he was the one who called your mom hot in that. Oh oh oh, oh yeah, and by the I, by the way, people, hold on. I gotta cut it here. Before we get talking, I'd like to tell you what they said to us. So strap in and get a bag to throw up in. Here it is. Albrew Master Champion. Uh, let's wrap up the show. Let's talk about the fourth mother box. Because apparently they're throwing fits about you guys again. I don't know what the fuck you did. I thought that was over with. I I apparently you know like ate a cheeseburger on a live stream and fell asleep. Did you? No, no. I <laughs> he pulled that out of his ass. What the fuck was that? I heard that and I was like, what? I don't I don't remember that. And I watch a lot of your shit. No, no, I've never done that. I've eating a cheeseburger and passed out, but never on camera. Nobody needs to see that shit. You guys have seen the way I eat chicken wings. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know what the, yeah, I, I don't get it. Like, and he, the weird thing is, like, you keep coming, Pac-Man, you keep coming to me like, oh, they're talking shit about JFW. They're, thro- you know, they're throwing shade at it. It's like, dude has yet to say anything negative about me. It's coming. Other than the fact that I got, like, a few of them mixed up with each other, which, you know, who cares, but... Like, they don't say anything bad about me. Like, I don't know what you guys did to piss them off, but, I mean, I haven't done a damn thing, and they haven't said anything bad about me. I did hear the one guy say he's going to be in Chicago soon, which I don't know what the fuck that means. It means uh, he's going to go from where he was before, and he's going to travel all the way to Chicago. I hope that's a good uh, translation for you. That makes some perfect sense. Hopefully he uses yeah. the mileage, you know. Hopefully he uses those fucking, like, flyer miles, whatever the fuck they're called. Doesn't go over his per diem, all of that. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, uh, Nubby, what, what do you keep doing to your fucking buddy, man? I thought everything was cool. But now he's mocking you about milkshakes. I thought that was all done. It's because I haven't, you know, done the Wend- Wendy's, uh, you know, Frosty Challenge yet because I don't waste Frosty. Yeah, I but how, how long ago was all this shit? A few months ago, but you got to think. Think about it. Uh, um, Tom just gave birth to uh, Brad's child over at Jedi Talk, so he's been up in... You know, with the child for the last uh, six weeks, so. Oh, I just assumed that they had very little to talk about on their show. And like, hey, what should we talk about? How about we bring up some shit from fucking, you know, spring? Like, cool. Well, not only that, sometimes uh, making fun of Kyle um, tends to get boring if, once in a while. I mean, he's got a hot mom and all, but. He, he does have a hot mom. I have to say that. Who has a hot mom? Kyle's mom has got it going on. Wait, you're being serious? Is is his mother attractive? Dude, I, okay, so I. Is there a picture? Look, I was on on Tinder, okay, because I'm single. And I was swiping and swiping, and I saw Kyle's mom. And I was like, you know what, I could swipe right on this. But then I spent 99 cents so I could get three super wipes. I swiped up on that motherfucker. You just say super wipes? Super like. You said wipes. I just, you know what I meant? Nubby said dick count. Can we remember that? Not, not the fact that you just said super wipes. Hey, it's been a while. What the fuck are you doing with super wipes, bro? 
You don't super wipes. Fuck. You don't want to know. Holy hell. Yeah, I don't I don't know what you guys keep doing to piss off these mother bots, folks, man, but uh I mean I would I would stop. Yeah. I don't need any more people fucking not liking me because of you guys. It's getting ridiculous. Hey. I've been dealing with them too for the longest time. That's true. And I've been dealing with them for what a little not long at all. Yeah. What well, Kyle's just mad because I have better taste in movies than he does. So. And I can get on roller coasters even though I'm short. He can't. Oh, wait, I can do that? You can do that? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that. I'm 5'4". What the fuck am I, what the fuck am I doing? Well, on behalf of you guys, I would just say to the fourth mother box, quit being mean, quit saying mean words. What do they call you? Fucking party pandas or something? Oh, so, well, listen. They they called us the Playtime Pandas, but that's actually an old joke because of the Primetime Pimp thing. So, yeah. Oh, so that was a shot at you. Yeah, but he's taking the shot at, um, I almost called him Kyle, because he is the Kyle of our show. <laughs> that's me! <laughs> yeah, it's so, me! Except yeah, so uh, Batman can actually come up with a comeback in a short amount of time. Kyle, on the other hand, only says, all oh, that was Boring. That was terrible. Man, man, I can't come up with a comeback. So I'm just gonna, you know, say, oh, that's just stupid. Do oh. better. Oh, and Kyle, Kyle told me do better for my name, uh, being P Trap, PX, the podcast Papa. But those are three great nicknames right there. All given to me by other people. It's a podcast Papa because I'm a self promoter and I came up with that myself. What do we got for next week? Res- okay, if you're done throwing up, you've heard what they've said. So, Kyle, ugh, what do you got to say? Because I just, ugh. P-Trap, by the way. Yeah, he's, he said your mom was really hot. I don't know if you heard that back in the recording. He, he said yeah. that real quick. I'm pretty sure only Jedi Talk is allowed to make those jokes. So, And even that, they're not allowed to make those jokes. So, mm-hmm. So, yeah, you know what? Mr. Turtle, Michael the Turd Norat, be prepared for a shell shock because I've prepared a little a little roast for you. But why am I taking the time to address a simpleton like yourself? Especially because you're the guy, as established earlier, that likes to eat chocolate fudge cakes off of car windshields, and not just any cars, geos, okay? And as Homer Simpson famously said, he cannot go any faster because it's only a geo. Flanders right? said that. So I thought, uh, no, Homer said that. He's like, I can't go no, any faster. No, no, it's no. only a geo. No, no, it was thousand percent Flanders. Homer okay, was the well, one chasing them. Okay, well, be that as it may, let's talk a little bit about who this guy is. Okay, so currently, Turtle Boy is the Chicago Land champion at Rocket Pro Wrestling. Now, if that's still not the case, I don't really care. He might have now, been stripped at sh- that title, but he's like, I think he's the high voltage champion right now. So okay, he is well, he, he is a champion, but but go on. He's a he's a Baconator champion. Okay, so now <laughs> Who is now it? I'm pretty sure, if not mistaken, that is the he is a 38 year old man that wrestles in the fifth grade girl division. In his most recent championship match, he was about to be defeated by Vicky Von Lollipop when he decided to fart in her face as he was being pinned. Vicky then passed out, 
due to the turtle's nasty Wendy's Baconator soaked butt fumes. I'm I'm pretty I'm surprised she didn't die shortly after. I'm actually you know what Tom we should look into that and see if she's she's dead or just clinically brain dead. I mean it's, those are some pretty p- powerful Baconator soaked butt fumes. So furthermore, who gave Mike permission to do wrestling promos? It's honestly about as exciting as getting a prostate exam from Andre the Giant. You are literally the poorest excuse for a Ninja Turtle I've ever seen. You fall down more times while in the ring than Joe Biden during a press conference. <laughs> Maybe instead of wrestling, you should take up ballet. I'm, I'm pretty sure it would be more fitting. And I'm also pretty sure that you own a pink tutu. You could na- change your name from the turtle to the tutu. And furthermore, here's a list of things I'd rather do than watch Mike's wrestling promos. Number one, stare into the abyss that is the cat's creamy asshole for six hours straight. <laughs> Number two, go with go with Brad Hughes to a meetup for Super Swifties. Oh boy. Number three, and probably the worst thing ever, listen to Jedi talk for more than five minutes at a time. Yes, it is that bad. Number four, breathe in deeply in the city of L.A. with all its potent sense of piss, human excrement, and hot flaming garbage. Number five, go to a fundraiser for ginger awareness. And lastly, <laughs> sleep on the pillow that Amber Heard defecated on. <laughs> so, Mike, why don't you stop giving Vince a dollar every time he orders a number two no cheese extra pickle and go drive your geo, geo off a cliff? Ladies and gentlemen, that's how we're ending fourth mother box today. Thank you for joining. And Mike, your ass got sacked.